episode number 44 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It is the week of April 22nd. My name is Daryl, and today I'm once again joined by Sergio. How are you doing, man? Hey, Daryl. I'm doing quite well. For a little bit, I stopped playing Rocket League, and when I say a little bit, it's probably like three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> and I was playing other games again, and it was nice, and now I'm back into it. And the other games are gone again, so uh, we'll see how that goes. So what? when you were not playing Rocket League, what games were you playing for the, the three days? <laughs> <laughs> so I even played a little bit of Yoshi, I played Cuphead, I played Katana Zero, I played the Box Boy demo, a bunch of other stuff, and, and now it's all forgotten again. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, welcome back, sir. Um, and <laughs> again, as as always, today I'm joined by Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, what's good, everybody? I've got my kombucha on my left, and on my right I've got... Well, I got nothing on my right, but I got my wires, and I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. <laughs> all right, let's do... So... <laughs> That sounds a bit funny. Uh, Obviously, this is not Kevin. Uh, Unfortunately, our our good friend Kevin, he had a prior engagement. He's actually recording the F-Zero Lovers podcast right now. So, you know, best wishes to them. Uh, If you you haven't checked them out yet, just, you know, it's on Twitter at F-Zero Lovers. It's pretty awesome. Uh, So definitely check them out. But today we have our very own special guest. His name is TJ. He's also known as Shy Guy. He's one of our most prominent Discord community members and just an overall cool guy. So tell us about yourself. Why, hello. I'm happy to be on the show with you guys. Um, I've had a, quite a day. Uh, I teach high school, and we've had a, quite an eventful day, but um, just a lover of Nintendo and video games in general, and I'm, I'm glad I can fill in uh, for Kevin. I'll try to do my best here. <laughs> So the last time we had uh, a, a special guest host, I put him on the spot real hard, and I'm unfortunately I'm going to do the exact same thing to you. So, shy, yes. what is your favorite game on Switch? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, I nice. Was, oh. I was leaning towards Celeste, but Odyssey. Uh, I won't give you the full story, but uh, it reignited my love for gaming. Yeah, so I did, and I had the oh, most wow. fun playing that game. So I got to say Odyssey. Uh, that's. That's a great answer, honestly. I, not not what I would have guessed, to be honest. So, <laughs> hey, and the more you know. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you are filling in the Kevin role. So, Shy, what are we talking about today? Well, today, we've got a rundown of this week's news items, and then we got another bunch of great questions. Some we have for each other, and some are going to come from our listener mail. Oh, yeah. So, without further ado, let's hit it. With the news rundown, I think, Sergio, you want to give us kind of what we've been looking at in the past few days? Sure, and thank you for letting me start so that I can start with the, I guess it's technically the small one, but to some of us, <laughs> it's it's a big one. Basically, Nintendo's investor uh, meeting happened for their complete 2018 fiscal year. And usually sometimes there's there's a bunch of little news, sometimes there's some big news, but this time around it was pretty quiet for the most part. But however, yeah. Animal Crossing fans were hoping for something. And it's it's it, honestly it's a little disappointing <laughs> and it's it's flat out sad. No, let's uh. let's put it that Animal Crossing fans are like 
desperate for any drip of information at this point. <laughs> they are they are just hanging out under the tree of Nintendo going, please. <laughs> it's amazing to watch, by the way. Uh, love you guys. I love you all. <laughs> but you all are insane, okay? You are grasping Anyways. at a thread that's not attached to anything. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Sorry, uh, but it, no, no, it, it's true, and it's 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 sad and disappointing that it, it has come to this point. I was thinking yesterday, man, we're just so desperate that we're we're looking for a confirmation. So yes, Animal Crossing is still dated as a 2019 title, and in that, like, it's a sigh of relief to a, a bunch of us. And, and <laughs> I don't, it shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna step in, you know. I don't want to say I told you so, but I totally told you so. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll leave that one alone. I'm glad to see that Animal Crossing is still slated for 2019, as it was always going to be. And then, you know, uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm hopeful that we see uh, a lot more about it at E3. I think they're holding on to it for that, along with uh, Pokemon and uh, a couple other larger experiences. I think. I think E3 is going to be really cool. We got Super Mario Maker 2 coming out right afterwards, which was another piece of information. Um, yes. And, and then with Pokemon and, and Animal Crossing, I think it's going to be a cool year. Well, I hope uh, we see Animal Crossing soon because you see all these sad tweets on Twitter, and it's like it's kind of like one of those commercials where you see the sad puppy dogs and you just you feel so bad for them. <laughs> I feel bad for these In guys. The I hope they get some news of soon. An angel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, those poor guys. It, the funny thing is, so yeah, man, I'm I'm riffing on Animal Crossing lovers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, for the record, I actually do love you guys. Like, it, it's really fun to watch because you guys are so happy with anything, and and you're like so sad with any like bad news and, and things. Like this game is this game is an event. It's a, it's a very special event. Uh, more so than I probably ever gave it credit for before I started, uh, you know, talking talking to you guys and doing this show. So I've grown into a new appreciation of what Animal Crossing actually is, <laughs> and the community is just utterly fantastic. Like it, it's really fun to watch. Oh, for sure. And trying to look at it from the outside, I I can pr- pretty much imagine that we we can be a little bit annoying and we kind of seem like oh, no. too demanding. But rest <laughs> assured, rest assured, once the game is out, we're gonna disappear for a couple of years, so you're gonna be in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I keep saying this, but once again, hey, there's gonna be an open slot on this show as of like <laughs> probably August September time frame. So hey, shy. I mean, this could be our audition right now. Say, so I'd like to submit this as my application. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, another another piece of news. Uh, we got a couple a couple of release dates, like I kind of mentioned. So Super Mario Maker, we knew it was coming out in June. Uh, we did not know it was coming out like the very very end of June. So that actually got slated for June twenty eighth. That's cool. Um, Astral Chain, the the cool platinum game that they showed off uh, at their last direct, looked absolutely crazy. Uh, is coming out August thirtieth. So also pretty cool. And I mean, aside from some numbers, which we can kind of get into, I don't know. That was most of it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, and then when you kind of see the the news that come out of this investors meeting, usually some of it are at least a couple are kind of offbeat, like off the wall, and and that just makes me think of the mobile games. And yeah, we we did get, I guess, a, a little bit of that. Uh, Nintendo announced that they're doing a beta signups for Mario Kart Tour, but it's only on Android, so iOS users, n- nothing for you yet. 
<laughs> ah, which is usually reverse. Usually iOS yeah. will get the get it first. Um, at first, I was kind of bummed to hear that, but I don't want to be pessimistic. I just don't see Mario Kart on a phone being a great experience. <laughs> I, I'm very curious how it's gonna go. I already signed up for the beta just because. <laughs> nice. I'm 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 lucky enough to have an Android phone when I, apparently it's a good time to have one. So yeah, I signed up for it. Uh, assuming I get selected for it and can actually play it, I'll I'll definitely keep you guys posted because I'm very curious how it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And you know what? I thought of that. I'm with Shy. I'm not. I I gotta see it first, and it's gonna take a lot to like really get me interested. And then I thought, oh wait. I'm I'm kind of a co-host in a podcast. Maybe I should sign up to, <laughs> to talk about it, and, and I still haven't. So it is your duty. It. Got it covered, guys. <laughs> Got it covered. Uh, I mean, I cannot wait for the the cell phone notification that I just got hit by a blue shell. That's going to be great. You know, like, like rings my phone at two a.m. You just got hit by a blue shell. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> then your operating system's been uninstalled. Insert ninety nine cents to continue. Oh no! <laughs> no, I, I think I don't know. I think I, I don't think that they've really missed on any of their mobile apps so far. Uh, Super Mario Run probably being the best example of taking an existing thing and turning it into something that's actually pretty fun on the phone. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I just I just want to see it. Uh, I don't know. They haven't shown anything on it thus far except for right. the, the logo. So we'll see. Honestly, I would say I'm a little more excited for the other one, which is uh, Dr. Mario World, because it just makes like complete sense on mobile. Yeah, I agree. I think that genre makes more sense with the touchscreen and the puzzling aspect of it. I I don't know. Mario Kart with, with tilting the phone and everything, like uh, Daryl said, Nintendo can be very creative and, and kind of... Uh, exceed our expectations or present things in a way we've not expected before so i am curious about the game but but i'm with you serge i think uh, dr mario is the title i'm more excited for uh, for the mobile platform mm-hmm. yeah probably me too but yeah i I'll, I'll i'll at least play them both so we'll we'll see i'm not a huge <laughs> phone gamer so either way i'm not gonna play a whole lot of either one of them probably but yeah i'll i'll, I'll try them out we'll see what happens uh, anything, anything stand out to you, Shy, on these news bits? I was wondering your all's take. I know you've talked a lot about the different uh, rumored hardware iterations for the Switch. Uh, Nintendo's come out and said directly there are no uh, hardware announcements are going to be made at E3. Right. But I feel like that's a little like trick up the sleeve, a little bit of a smokescreen. That doesn't mean there won't be a new hardware announcement. They did specify <laughs> at E3, but I didn't know how you guys felt about that. Do you think there is no hardware coming, or do you think it's some hardware's coming soon? I think it's very likely. You know what? There's there's so many ways they could spin it. They could say, oh, well, we didn't announce it at E3 because we announced it from our Japanese headquarters, which are not at E3. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or... Or it could be a, a timed leak and somebody could be like, hey, here it is. And it's quote unquote unofficial, but it just so happens to be during that week. So, yeah, we're still hearing that there's probably, there's so many rumors. There's probably not going to be a pro version of the Switch, at least not in the near future. But supposedly the Switch Lite or the slightly reduced features version it's still coming out and now we're hearing that it might be as soon as this summer so ah man it's so it's so interesting when when there's so many rumors and you're kind of trying to keep track of them and there's 
there's really no way and you kind of just want some official word and yeah. then they tell us well not at e3 so it just leaves us in the same spot so a couple things from my point of view uh i as as we've said before these these rumors came from such reputable sources and uh, were so widespread and, and confirmed by a bunch of different people that I definitely believe that it's happening. I definitely believe that. Uh, it also, it just kind of falls in line with their business model. I mean, it, it they do these <laughs> hardware revisions around now every time. Uh, so I don't think, you know, we're not going to reveal it at E3. Okay, a couple comments there. One, they flat out lied to us about that before. So <laughs> True. W- whatever. And if they lied to us about that, we, hey, we're not going to reveal it, and then they reveal it. Who's going to be angry about that, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, b- better safe than sorry. Uh, then number two, they always have a direct right before E3. In the past, like, three, four mm. years, they've had a direct, <laughs> like, a few weeks before E3. It's kind of the clear out the information type direct. Could totally do that. Or if you remember back to the new 3DS, uh, when they actually did the operating upgrade and everything, operating Upper, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the CPU upgrade, the the uh, mm. more powerful system and such. If you remember how that was actually announced, it was like this random uh, release video coming out of Japan at like three in the morning one random day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I could totally see that again. I could see somebody walk out on the proverbial direct stage at E3, just literally holding the new thing and not even mention it. Like, there's so many ways this could go. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I'm looking forward to it because I don't think this changes anything <laughs> from what I was yeah. seeing. You know, because uh, they haven't really, as far as I remember, I don't think they've announced a, a hardware revision at E3. So I, I'm not, I'm not all that surprised about it to be honest. I, I'm with you. I think it's their cheeky way of kind of taking control of all these leaks and information out there. I something's going to be announced soon, but it technically won't be at E3. Yeah. A couple, couple more things from the news briefing that I just said didn't have all that much. <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo came pretty close to their their 17 million uh, Switch units fis- in the fiscal year, uh, which was was a target. It was a reduced target that they set, but man, that's a that's a lot of units. Uh, and kind of related to that, so Super Smash Brothers Ultimate just passed Super Smash Brothers Brawl to become the highest selling fighting game of all time. Wow. Oh wow. And it that completely blows my mind. <laughs> so let just let that one sink in at, at uh like eighteen and change million units. Uh it has now and... become the most popular fighting game ever. Wow, and what five months? I mean that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all it's all downhill from here, especially I mean we still got four more characters, we still got that hype trained. Man, this is Oh boy, <laughs> this this is going to be a phenomenon. Um, I mean, it already is. So that's that's amazing. I, I I don't have words for that really. Yeah, I'm also not surprised by it. That that game is is amazing with all the content and it being on the Switch. I think is a huge deal with the portability factor. I have a Nintendo gaming club at my school, and it's created this subculture even within our school. And it's just the simple fact that we have the game on the go. We tried the 3DS. It's just not as fun. You can't play seriously and competitively. But yeah, this this game is become its own phenomenon in its own right. So, well, I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised by those numbers. At the same time, I'm not, given what a quality game it is. And, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see a game like that get that kind of response. Like, 
it you know, no no offense to people who like this game but if something like mortal Kombat had come out and been the, the highest f- selling fighting game of all time i'd be like really you know that that would that would surprise me and and kind of kind of be perplexing to me that to have that be super smash brothers which is like the and we've talked about it before it's this huge event every time a smash brothers game comes out right uh, because you never know who's going to show up in it and now once <laughs> once they've kind of realized that the they can use third parties <laughs> and and grow collaborations through the game i mean literally anybody could show up in the game and it's an exciting thing i'm really glad to see it doing well like you i'm not all that surprised it's just man when you put the weight of that statement into it it's just like oh man that's that's this big it's it's a huge game (laughs) definitely and i i commented a little on the discord it even got featured on the tonight show with with jimmy fallon and i know he does some nintendo things but just for the fact that that game was a featured bit on you know the primetime late night shows i that shows how big it's really become on a, on a cultural level yeah absolutely yeah for sure and then when you said that it beat out brawl i was thinking wait what about smash 4 oh that was on the wii u yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah <laughs> great game i i loved i love smash Better for game wii u too. yeah uh, yep. but mm, nope uh <laughs> and then the final little bit of news so you know Bear with me for for a few seconds of silence as I pour one out for uh, Persona 5 fans. Oh, no. Real quick. (laughs) So the heavily rumored uh, P5S, Persona 5S, uh, that everybody was kind of thinking, oh, this is Persona 5 for Switch, and there were a lot of rumors going out, has turned out to be Persona 5 Scramble, which is the Musou-style game or kind of like Dynasty Warriors-type game in the Persona universe, and a collective, oh no, just got released (laughs) from everyone. So yeah, definitely pouring one out for you guys. The S is for we're sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I still think Persona 5 or some Persona games will come to Switch, given that Joker just made it into Smash and Atlas and Nintendo are actually pretty close. Um, I see it happening, but ooh. Ooh, that was a punch in the gut for certain people I know. <laughs> Animal Crossing fans can relate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but actually, I was really looking forward. I guess I still am because, like you said, it's still possible. I, I do want to play uh, the Personas series and especially Part 5 on the Switch. Uh, this Scramble uh, Dynasty Warriors type game. Let's put it this way. When, when uh, Zelda game, which is one of my favorite franchises, has a... Dynasty Warriors tie game and I don't play it that tells you how much I'm not interested at all so yeah so I'll say this no. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors is a great time an absolutely great time uh it's and I've played other Dynasty Warrior games I didn't like them all that much including Fire mm. Emblem Warriors I, I wasn't as as fond of that but I did really like Hyrule Warriors uh, my wife played my wife and I both played it in, in co-op uh on the Wii U and then we got it again on Switch and played it a lot more um we sunk a lot of time into it. I, I will defend that game because I think it's a lot of fun. But yeah, for the most part, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, okay. It's the <laughs> potato chips of gaming, and I get it. <laughs> Otherwise known as junk food. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard that analogy. I like that. Well, it's, it'll probably be a hashtag now. Um, <laughs> yeah, like like we kind of got on. Uh, you know, not a not a ton of huge announcements or anything like that, but. Couple of good confirmations, and Nintendo seems to still be killing it. So, yay! <laughs> we have a job for for a while still. Yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> until until September. Say <laughs> uh. so at least one of you has a job for a while. I mean, yeah. well, welcome to the Decoy Gaming Podcast. Yep, pretty pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Let's let's jump into some questions. So we have a bunch of listener mail, and we have each brought a question for our co-hosts and our actually ourselves to answer as well. You want to start with our questions? That sounds good. All right, Sergio, why don't you kick it off? So my question to both of you, and I guess to me as well: Do you think not want think? Because I know Daryl, I know you would want this. <laughs> do you think Nintendo is ever going to make a mainline? "Quote unquote triple A, like a a main staple Zelda game in the cel shaded art style of Wind Waker. I'm talking, you know, big eye characters, cartoony looking, not just cel shaded for for a graphical style like in Skyward. No, this is like a, a chibi Link again on a console. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going back and forth. Uh, Shy, you got any thoughts on it? Yeah, I actually don't think that they will because that art style is really linked to Wind Waker. <laughs> and I feel like if they went back to it, it could be confusing to more casual fans. Maybe they would think it was Wind Waker 2 or something. And plus, with the increase of graphical fidelity on the modern systems, I, I don't see them going back to this, this cell shading mm. as much as people may want it. Um, but again, I, I think it'd create kind of an identity crisis with Wind Waker and whatever the new game would be. Yeah, and I, I kind of went the same thing. So when, when you first read the question, and actually when we wrote down the question, because, I mean, spoilers, we know what we're going to ask here. Uh, <laughs> when, when I saw it, my initial thought was no, absolutely not. Um, I think I think we're past that with the... I, I don't know if you would even really consider like Phantom Hourglass Spirit Tracks, but I, you know those, those three games kind of together were uh, kind of the, the tune link era. And I think that we've <laughs> come fairly far past that. Now, you know, Triforce heroes had it too, but I don't know. I, my, my gut feeling is that probably not. However, you, you can't tell me that Nintendo wouldn't go a little bit crazy a few years down the road and, and actually literally drop wind waker two. Just as a you know, a lot of people love that game. They did Twilight Princess as kind of a kind of a throwback to Ocarina of Time. Right. right. Uh, I don't know. It, like the back of my mind says it's that's possible. I think it's probably doubtful, but I don't know. Nintendo's kind of crazy sometimes, so um, I wouldn't be all that surprised to see it. But my gut feeling's probably not. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I. I really don't expect that I, I actually would be surprised if there is a Wind Waker 2 or any game that looks very similar to it. I think even Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass, they, they, they look different enough. Yeah. And they just they just didn't go all out with the cartoony look. And I think that's unfortunate. I think even Child, you make a good point about today's systems being too powerful, I guess, for, for this kind of art style. But I think they, there's a lot they could do. Um, with that in mind and with that approach, but yeah, I just I just don't see it, and I think I think it's unfortunate, but we never know. Well, so I I do too uh, a little bit, but then I look at things like Breath of the Wild, which are clearly trying to take some elements from the Wind Waker art style that right. I really like to see. So like Breath of the Wild is pretty cool to look at because it is kind of a like if you really study how it looks, it's kind of a combination of a lot of different Zelda styles. <laughs> yeah, and it just works. 
for some reason. Like I, I really like the game, the way that game looks because it, no matter where you're coming from in the series, it's still a little, a little nostalgic here and there, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right, shy. You want to ask your question? All right. Other than having fun, what's your main reason or reasons for being a gamer? The money, mostly. I, I think <laughs> that was I, my answer, man. I think if if it's gonna bankroll me the way it has thus far in my life, man, I I just you know no, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, other than having fun, the only answer to me is community, and that's that's gonna be the only answer is that you know. <laughs> I've played games that I don't like that much so I can play with people that I do like. So in a lot of different facets, and that's a lot of different games, a lot of different people, I, I've played games that very specifically just to be social with people and, and both online and in person. So um, yeah, that, that would be my answer. Other than just flat out fun in, in the gaming itself, that definitely community. Yeah, for sure, and that happens to be my answer as well. Uh, but more specifically, the Nintendo gaming communities, because you know Sony and Microsoft, or even like, like a general gaming type of community, it just has a very different flavor. That when you go to a blog or to a Discord or to what a bunch of jerks, <laughs> <laughs> or to any medium that is a Nintendo centric, and you can tell it. There's like a difference. Uh, I think the Nintendo magic in their games and in their systems just carries over to the community. Everyone is very creative, very friendly, very engaging, and there's still a lot of competitive aspect to it, but it's friendly competitive, and it's it's just amazing. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, you have communities for anything else out there. Um, the audiophile community, for example, is really, really toxic and, and mean, basically. <laughs> yeah, they, they are not nice people. <laughs> but Nintendo fans, man, they just welcome you. We love music, not each other. <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> wow, okay. Oh, man. Shai, well, what about I, you, man? I, the community is a big part of it, but I don't want to, I guess, to give a, a little bit of a different answer. Part of it for me is uh, escapism, which might be fun, but sometimes it, mm. some games aren't fun. Some games are just hard, or you're grinding through things. But <laughs> yeah. uh, gaming, gaming is active entertainment, and you guys have talked a lot about that. How it's such a—it's not a passive medium. And mm -hmm. sometimes I just want my mind focused on something else, whether it's at the end of a hard day or just trying to ignore uh, stress for a few minutes. Uh, so on top of fun and community, uh, for me, sometimes it's just escapism. That's an, that's an excellent answer and one I actually wasn't thinking about. But yeah, yeah, I've played some games that I did not consider fun. I just kind of considered them, you know, just just a way to get, a, get into a game. So yeah, great answer. And you know what? Maybe, yeah, this, this kind of sparked a little bit of an, another answer on my part. Gaming overall, but even even if we just say just the Nintendo side, there's a lot of um, anticipation of things, games, systems, updates. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure everything else has that, but I think like with games, you kind of get that more. And, you know, there's little updates here and there. There's directs and then there's press releases, videos. Uh, the companies, the game developers, they kind of built this uh, pattern of keep, keeping people up to date on their games and people want the news. And I think it's, it's cool to follow a medium that is so news-centric. Yeah, I mean, to that point, this year we're we're seeing two of the biggest movies ever releasing in in Marvel Avengers: Endgame and Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, some of the most anticipated 
things ever. And of course you can, you can go talk to people about them and speculate and things like that. But at least, at least from my point of view, the amount of stuff that is out there, the amount of discussion that is out there on video games far exceeds that. I mean, go Mm. look at, go look at people pouring hours and hours and hours, like fine tune on analyzing smash brothers, frame data and stuff. I mean, (laughs) goodness. I mean, there's only so much you can talk about with like a, a two, three hour movie versus a game you're going to dump a thousand hours into. Right? right. Exactly. And I mean, you look now too. how many times did you say as a kid, I'd love to play video games for a living. And people do that now with, with streaming yeah. and different things. And mm. it's, it's a, it's a viable uh, career. It, it's amazing how far gaming in general uh, has come and how uh, more accepted it is, I think, socially and culturally. I remember growing up, it was, you're kind of a nerd if you gamed, and now it's just an, an accepted norm. It's it's a valid form of entertainment, even in society's eyes, even though you know we cool kids knew it all along. <laughs> yes, it paid off. <laughs> That's why Decoy only plays with solid gold pro controllers. It's paid off. Yeah, I mean, like I said, going back to my first answer, the money. Uh, okay, so with that, I'm going to jump into my question, uh, which I started thinking about uh, earlier today, and I, I actually have three answers for it. You guys can list as many as you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, my question: What is the worst video game you have ever played, and why did you play it? I want to go first, if I may. Uh, absolutely. And this Animal is probably going to be surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, good pick. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yes, it, I, I am a huge Animal Crossing fan, and, and I am saying this. <laughs> I am not drunk. I am not <laughs> being coerced. <laughs> Put down the kombucha, man. Put it down. <laughs> no, but Amiibo Festival is just flat out terrible. The only saving grace, and it, it's, it's, it's saving grace slash curse, is that it's the only game so far that lets me play as my favorite video game character, KK Slider. So <laughs> to answer the other part of your question, why do you play it? Well, there you go. That's why I played it. <laughs> and even since launch day, you know, I played it when it came out and it was flat out terrible. And I said, you know what? I can probably stomach this once a month. And then every month when, it, oh, it's time to play that game again. The, the month is going to end and I haven't played it was it was a chore in oh man <laughs> time to schedule my uh punish self punishment here i better boot up this game <laughs> oh no oh, <laughs> oh lord in in a big part of that is the potential that's there i mean nintendo themselves made mario party and they couldn't say well let's grab the fun parts of that and let's put it here no let's strip the fun let's keep the animal crossing part of it let's use this as an excuse to sell amiibo and yeah, we'll put it out as a full retail game. No, no, not cool, Nintendo. <laughs> but it worked. You bought it. In well, in your defense, well, I think well. everybody shares your opinion there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Even some Animal Crossing fans. <laughs> I I I haven't heard a good thing about the game. I really haven't. And I never played it. Just you know, I I after after that kind of reception, uh, probably not. But um. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never heard anybody actually like it. So, uh, poor poor game. <laughs> uh, sh- shout out to Coconut. He's a huge fan. <laughs> oh hey, there you go. <laughs> oh man. So uh, I'll go if you don't mind. Uh, sure. I don't know if it's the worst game 
but when I saw this question, it was what's came to mind. It's one still in our house. It was on the Nintendo Wii, and it was called Skate It, and it was a tryhard oh. Tony Hawk clone. And I vaguely remember this. My wife was big into the Tony Hawk games, <laughs> and uh, I thought it, you know, was a game we could get and play together. And the mechanics were awful. The game cursed at you every time you messed up, and <laughs> it was it tried so hard to be edgy. It it was it was so bad. And my wife tried to act like she liked it because it was a gift from me, and I tried to like it because we could play together. And oh no. <laughs> We we finally just looked at each other and said this is bad and and we we put it down but we still have it as a joke I I pull it out of my my retro gaming bin so to speak when I saw what that question was and uh, it's bad I don't know if it's the worst but it's bad <laughs> and then I thought too on on Sega CD I know it's a bit of a cult classic but I had a Sega CD growing up I saved up my allowance I bought that thing and uh, the game Sewer Shark I am so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I spent so much money on that as a kid, so I played it trying to convince myself it was a good game, and I thought it was awesome, and how good the graphics were, it it was awful, and it's it's a dark time in my life that I don't normally talk about, but I had to answer this question, so skate, skate it and sewer shark. Fair enough. Nice. Alright, so for me, and I've, I've been playing since like the NES and original Game Boy era, I'm not gonna pull any of those games even though some of them were literally trash I, I don't want to because they were so early on that you know they almost had kind of a reason to be yes i've i have played through uh you know well at least part of the way through uh teenage mutant ninja turtles on nes and uh fester's quest and a, a few other notably <laughs> very very bad games but I'm not those. No, nah, no, I'm not gonna count those because they were way too early. Uh, so what? I, the main ones I came to were um, two of them. I actually played on Super Nintendo. One of them was a a, a 2D fighting game, and I we picked it up actually when I I got my Super Nintendo. We went like the next day to uh, <laughs> back when EB was called Electronics Boutique, uh, and, and they had a bunch Ooh. of games on their clearance uh, for just used Super Nintendo games, so we picked up a bunch, and among those was a game like uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is awesome, and um, that's around the time I got Mega Man X and some really good games. Uh, but I also got this this 2D fighting game called Rise of the Robots. If you've never heard of Rise of the Robots, it is definitely worth looking up just for appreciating how bad it is and how bad it still is. It's the worst fighting game I've ever played in my life. Um, the two-player cooperative mode has multiple players, but only the second player, or multiple characters, but only the second player can pick them. Uh, the first player is locked <laughs> into the story character guy, who is, like, terrible. The mechanics are bad. I'm not going to harp on it. Really bad game. You guys should look it up. Rise of the Robots. It's bad. <laughs> I'm um, definitely intrigued. <laughs> the, another one that came to mind was one of the first games I actually, like, I really saved up for and I went and got because it looked weird uh it's called faceball 2000 again on super nintendo i i was misguided as a kid i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> uh the best thing i can say it was kind of a doom ripoff of all things with giant faces that ran around and like actually shot things at each other it was really weird um and we ended up returning that even though i had opened it up because my parents were uh, magical at that time so there's two and then 
And then, drum roll please, the only really right answer to this question is Superman 64. So, <laughs> yes, I did I did own, I think I still do own Superman 64. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, because I and and this is one of the the rare occasions where my personality started really shining through. Um, you guys know I talk about how stupid things are in kind of a positive way on this show a lot. That was the first time that I, that really reared its head because I knew that the game was bad. I'd read reviews. I knew it was terrible. And I went and I found it for something like $8. And I was like, you know what? Mine. Absolutely. <laughs> mine. I went, plugged it in, started playing it. And actually... Actually, that game is pretty fun once you kind of get away from the this is utter <laughs> trash. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm stuck in that car again. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> so I played I played the first few levels a few times. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible game, but that was that was probably the first occurrence of hey, this game is really stupid. I like that. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Be- beginning of an era. Yep. Yep. Quintessential Daryl. Nice. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our questions. Uh, let's jump into a few listener mail. Uh, Shy Guy, you want to kick it off? All right, we got one from Swaddle here. <laughs> he says, here's a question for you guys. What was your favorite area to visit in Breath of the Wild? Anywhere you kept going back to just because you loved it so much? Go ahead, Serge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my, my favorite area is that, that town, you know? You know that town? Uh, yeah, that's the, my favorite area. The town. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you say it's your favorite, Serge? Oh, I'm, I just have a lot of memories tied to it. I, I know there's so many really key parts of the story that take place in that town. And it's pretty much Zelda, that town for me, you know, at this point. Are there any characters from that town that really resonated with you? Yeah, uh, Townsperson 1, uh, Townsperson <laughs> 2. They... they, they <laughs> Even Townsperson Five, I know he's not a, a fan favorite at all, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, he, he Townsperson to Five sucks. He's a shady character. <laughs> Townsperson Six is pretty good though. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, we can we can take this offline and have that conversation later. All right. No, well, yes, no. I still haven't played enough uh, Breath of the Wild. I can tell you from. My first playthrough, which I ended in about 60 hours in, I was at the desert and I was not enjoying that because it's always so dusty <laughs> and I got lost super easy. So anywhere but the desert is my favorite area. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shy, what do you think? What is your favorite area in Breath of the Wild? All right. Well, I've got about 10 seconds invested in that game. And in that 10 seconds, I jumped off a cliff and landed in this beautiful pond. And that's my favorite spot in the game. <laughs> that pond, the blue water, it was crisp. I, I can't wait to go back. Uh, <laughs> what happened was I bought a used Switch and it had Zelda in it. And I sold it to defray the cost of the system because it was for my son. So if he broke the system, I'd be like, eh, it wasn't that much money out of pocket. <laughs> so I just booted it up long enough to make sure the game worked. I'm probably like the one Switch owner who's not actually played Breath of the Wild, but I enjoy diving into that pond. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it begs the question, is it a game that you are looking at picking up at some point or is it just not really for you? I, I don't know if it's not really for me, but 
the backlog is already so large and so many other games are coming out. And with my circumstances, I, I don't get the game maybe as much as some others. Uh, I don't see it ever happening unless I somehow get a month to myself but, and but, that'll never happen. But, but Shai, the pond. That's true. It's calling the pond. you. The pond is uh, calling. Oh no. <laughs> and I, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, all yeah. of our backlogs are pretty full, uh, you know, so I, I get, you know, keeping the games on the backlog instead of one of the best games of all time. That's cool. You know, that's that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Swaddle, there's a reason this question has sat around for, for a few months. <laughs> We've actually been waiting for Sergio to play the game, and <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I just ripped the Band-Aid off with that one. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Say no, I have actually beaten the game, so there you go. I've seen the towns oh. and townsperson number five. He kind of is an a hole anyway. So, um, anyways, I, I I made this point before, I think, and there are so many great areas in Breath of the Wild. The world is like another character, kind of like the world is amazing. Um, I really, really like the Rito Village. I really like a secret town that you actually kind of build over the course of the game. Um, I'm not going to go too much into that, but it's fantastic. Um, but I think probably my favorite area in the game, just for sheer impact, is the castle. So, and I've, I think I've made this point on the show before, the best thing that I think Breath of the Wild actually did was it put the castle that has been taken over by really, really scary version of Ganon uh, directly smack dab in the middle of the map and allowed you to see it from practically everywhere. So mm-hmm. you always have this this kind of draw, like it it almost always is trying to get you to go there, and you're always kind of scared of it. Um, I thought that that just in terms of storytelling, in terms of world building, in terms of driving you through uh, the game itself, I thought it was extremely well done. Just the act of putting basically the big bad viewable from everywhere it's great um and that kind of gets amplified so everybody everybody has their first time that they uh kind of try to raid the castle whether or not they might be ready to do so because you know famously you can you can run to the final boss at the start of the game pretty much um you got to get off the great plateau but people can beat the game in like 30 minutes right it's very very hard to do uh so (laughs) yeah take that take that with a grain of salt but at any point, you can run to the castle and, and go explore and find some really cool stuff. Um, the first time everybody does that, or at least for me, that was among the most impactful gaming moments I've ever had because it's like your heart gets pounding and, and you're scared, but you're kind of drawn in because this is really cool area and there's some cool weapons and, and stuff. I'm not going to spoil anything because you've got to experience it just you know, at some point when you get around six or seven hearts, just go try to run to the castle and and, and enjoy. I, I think that's a really fun time. And so definitively, yeah, Hyrule Castle, also now Ganon's Castle, I guess, is, in my opinion, the best area in the game. So boom, oh, nice. there's a real answer. <laughs> I still stand by the pond. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, agree to disagree on that one, so... <laughs> All right, Sergio, what's your favorite question here? I like the one by Bexilla. And the question is, what is your favorite game that you either haven't completed 100% or for unbeatable games like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, you haven't dumped a ton of time into? 
And I have talked in the past here on, on, on this podcast about one of my favorite games of all time, which doesn't happen to be on a Nintendo system, Ori and the Blind Forest. A year after it came out, it got a definitive edition that added two more areas and a few more power-ups uh, to use throughout the whole game. And of course, I bought it day one, but honestly, I haven't played those two new areas. Uh, I guess I've just started the game in certain times of my life where some stuff came up and I had to put it aside and, and I wasn't playing as many games or as much. I wasn't doing as much gaming as I am doing now. And it just so happened and it's very unfortunate and sad in, in a way that it I haven't really experienced everything that there's out there for one of my favorite games, but yeah, I'm I'm admitting to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that was that was stuff that was added after the initial game. So did you did you actually beat the fir- the initial run of the game? Oh yes, for sure, and okay. I loved it. I mean, that's that's a freebie. Yeah, 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 and not to not to the point of uh, actually trying to speed run or to beat it without losing a life. Th- those those were pretty big challenges for that game at that time but it's just not my style so but uh, but the, the, what i did play i loved it fair enough shy what do you think well i've got two it feels like a cop-out i feel like this game's my answer to every question uh but i've not 100 percent <laughs> exactly i hundred percent of that pond uh <laughs> i've i've not completed the end game content for celeste um I don't know if people haven't mm. played it yet, so I don't know if it counts as a spoiler to list off the content specifically. No, it's not. Okay, well there there's A, B, and C sides. I have four C sides left. Um, I will never get the golden strawberries. I admire people who do. <laughs> Shout out to Dragon. Yeah. Uh, I got one because it was pretty easy. Uh, but for for me, beating the game would be to beat those C sides. And uh, one, they're really hard and they take a lot of time that I don't always have. And and two, I, I got to be in the right frame of mind to get play those. And that doesn't always happen when I have the time to play them. So so I'm kind of waiting to beat that game. And uh, oddly enough, I've said for a long time before the Switch came out that Portal 2 is my favorite game of all time, and I have started that game four times and stopped at the exact same spot four times uh, and, and never actually Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing my version of Chrono Trigger on it. Yeah. I, I did beat the co-op with a friend in that game, but I never beat the single-player campaign all the way. Oh, that's, that's, that's so sad. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for Celeste, uh, I mean, I'll say most people probably don't get as far as you got on it, uh, mm. and I think that's a really good answer because the game got like with no assists on, and, and keep in mind the assist modes are amazing, and I'm not recommending that to anybody who can like kind of force themselves through the game. But if if you're a little, you know, if you're having trouble, I, I love the assist mode. I think it's the best um, version of easy mode ever. Um, but so that that makes it a little bit more accessible. But I feel like you know the people getting to the seasides at all are kind of the the, the more crazy among us, the <laughs> more more dedicated, and you know to get as far as you have is is actually really impressive. Um, I'm I'm the same way on the golden strawberries. I will never ever complete that. I know. Yeah, Dragon's the only one I know who's actually even attempting it. It just takes a <laughs> lot of it takes a lot of patience because you got to get through every level without dying. And that's just, if you die, you got to restart the entire level. It just takes a lot of time. And I'm just like, mm, no. 
I'm I'm happy living that vicariously through Dragon. So yeah, yeah. Watching <laughs> watching his uh, his Twitter is actually really fun. Um, yes. <laughs> and I did get two of them. I got the first levels, and I got the first level. You can actually get a golden strawberry for not using the dash ever, which is actually its own little crazy challenge. Um, so I, I wanted to experience that one. So I got two of them, and and I'm gonna be good with that until the new chapters come out, which I am so oh. excited for. I am so excited for it. I think it's going to make me cry because they they released the music. The music is beautiful and oh, it's oh, so good. It, it's it's I I don't know. It's like a farewell, and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I might I might put off playing it so I don't have to say goodbye. But otherwise, it's going to be my Animal Crossing. Shy's going to disappear until Chapter Nine's complete. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, and then for me, so I actually. Like my wife asked this question, I had a hard time coming up with an answer on it. Uh, of a game, basically the way it's phrased, it's a game that you love but you haven't beaten yet, or you haven't really dumped all that much time into. Um, so I'm just I'm looking through the games on my Switch actually right now, uh, and the only one that actually stands out to me is uh, Xenoblade 2: The Torna expansion. I really want to get back to that because I really was enjoying it. And then Tales of Vesperia came out, and then Final Fantasy IX came uh. out, and then Final <laughs> Fantasy X came out, and I still got to play Undertale, and it just it got buried, and it's a little bit sad to me because I love Tor- uh, I love Xenoblade Two, and what I played of Torna was better than Xenoblade Two, so I'm, oh, I'm wow. really looking forward to playing it. Um, it just got shelved for now, so I think that's going to be my answer for at least recent games. Wait, you mean 50-hour RPGs dropping once every 10 days is hard to keep up with? It may be a problem. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Also, I skipped Final Fantasy VII, one of the most uh, renowned uh, RPGs of all time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of just dropped all those at once. That I don't know, fans of the series, how they're able to keep up. Oh, by I mean, the I'm way, sure they're uh, happy it's on Switch, but man. By the way, 12 is coming out in the next week, so hey! There you go. <laughs> And Crystal Chronicles win. Come on. Um, <clears throat> Ever. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> That's Don't even joke with me, man. <laughs> like, hey, if we gave Surge a crap over Animal Crossing, you know, we got to throw a little Crystal Chronicles in there. Well, I agree, but the, pro- the difference between the Animal Crossing fan base and myself with Crystal Chronicles is I am not that happy of a fan base. <laughs> no, I, I, need, I want this game, so... Yes, it. They promised it. They promised it. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, also, uh, yeah, World of Final Fantasy that came out, and uh, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon is either come out or it's coming out. I don't even know. Uh, so yeah, there's. It turns out there's a there's a the R, the the Switch does not have an RPG problem. I will say <laughs> no, this is not no, the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's I think that's the best answer I got for that one. Right right now, unfortunately. All right, nice. well, Daryl, I think it's your turn to pick a question. Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a question from Shy Guy. Um, shout out to Shy Guy. He's, this is so transcendental right now. This is, this is really odd. Uh, which, <laughs> which, which Switch game is the best current value at retail price? Uh, defend your choice, let you decide how to define what value in a game is, which... That's kind of an a-hole move there. Uh, and I know. To add a disclaimer, no cheesing with multiple options or weak stances. You get to pick one and only one title for the best current value on Switch. Go ahead, Shy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I'm telling you, everyone's going to think it's a cop out. I picked the same game for every answer. But Breath of the Wild. <laughs> exactly. That pond. That pond man. I, I'm telling you, that water was crystal clear. So. Pond life. <laughs> um, I, I thought about Rocket League because the dollars to hour ratio, but for me, value goes beyond that. And people are probably tired of me answering every question with this game, but for me, it's Celeste. Um, I mean, the the cost of the game does matter some, but for $20, I'm 35 hours in, and I'm not even finished with the game yet, but it's more than just the dollar-to-time ratio, The and you guys have discussed some on the show, the, the personal impact uh, that game has had on me. Uh, the soundtrack, it's still, since October, it's about the only thing I've listened to for, for months, um, and the just the experience of the game itself um and and just it's it's i've described video games even in the discord to me it's interactive art and every screen on that game is perfectly crafted and to experience that all of those things together for $20 to me it's it's a value that you can't beat and yeah i said earlier odyssey was my favorite game and and that is true because i just i had so much fun with that game and i just i absolutely loved it but in terms of value, as far as I, like I said, I don't want it to just be cost, but cost does come into play, and in, in, right. in all the things I, I just described, for me, there's no game that can come close to Celeste. I mean, it it's a it's a twenty dollar game that came out kind of out of nowhere and is now in probably my top five games of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yes. pick a different game, but for the record, I kind of agree with you on this one. Well, yeah, I mean that's I'm with you. That's easily in my top five, maybe top three. Yeah, it's. I remember reading it got a perfect ten on a website, and that's what caught my eye. And I thought, eh, it looks kind of. I didn't really like the graphics of it at first, and then I bought it anyway. And oh man, it's been the best gaming choice I've made in a long time. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you, but for for the purpose of this question, I'm really debating between two, and I only get to pick one. <laughs> Um, I am also going to go with Zelda Breath of the Wild, and that surprises me a little bit. Um, but again, going down to this experience kind of changed gaming for me, both playing on the Switch and playing this game. I thought the game was incredible, which you guys should totally play it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I thought the game was incredible, and you can kind of dump as much time into the game as you want. Like, there's so many things to see. Uh, there's there's so many things to do within that game. I mean, my my wife has, has dumped a lot more time into it than, than I have, and, and she has not beaten the game. <laughs> like So uh, that, that's probably the answer to her question for herself. Uh, but I, I don't know. It, it's another thing. Yeah, obviously, it came out $60, uh, but I could probably formulate an argument that it's the best game ever made and it's kind of a, a gaming changing game. So yeah, mm. I, I I think I have to default to that even though I, you know, it, it does kind of surprise me to be saying that right now. Yeah. No, but that, that's a solid answer. I mean, at, at some point, the, the dollar to hour ratio of games, whether it's 20 or 60, it, it almost that almost falls out of the equation. So you, you got a game like you mentioned that's that just changes your experience and your perspective on games, almost a paradigm shift. I mean, that that 
that's value right there. Uh, so, so comparing a $40 difference from that to like maybe Celeste, that $40 is almost irrelevant to the impact uh, that you've been able to have through Breath of the Wild. So I, I think that's a solid answer. Yeah, and I just, I hate the, I hate this concept of dollar to hour ratio because some of the best games I've ever played, I mean, that would include Super Metroid, which you can beat in four hours. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's on my top 10 list. I, I generally don't like that, you know, because, you know, RPGs will always win that, always, or yeah. these infinite games like Rocket League and, and such will always win it. And are they great games? Absolutely. Yes, they are. Uh, are you getting a lot of gaming time for your buck? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, is that how you define value? Well, it's not really how I do. Exactly. And or I look like Undertale, which for me was like an 11 hour game, but was phenomenal as i'm so glad it came to switch and i picked it up i I loved that game and it wasn't too uh, long i do gotta you know as kevin's not here i gotta throw a small dig though at a donut county coming in at less than two hours i mean under two hours okay now you get that short dollar to hours might start to come in a little bit but uh, other other than donut county yeah i'm with you (laughs) nice Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm not sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we we made the right choice this week. I think we did. Uh, <laughs> Sergio, what's your answer, man? Well, due to the phrasing of the question, even though you picked it, I'm, I'm going to stick with my original answer so I can defend it. Yeah, I agree. I think it is Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I did I know, not expect that at all. <laughs> I know the irony of what's being said here. <laughs> he really likes Town Person 6. What can he say? Hey. <laughs> no, no. He likes Town Person 3. I like Town Person 6. Get it right, man. Come on. Sorry. See previous comment about the pond. Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on top of everything you said, uh, Daryl, basically you can start playing this game. And, and I remember one of the recent uh, play uh sessions that I had with it well what am I gonna do today oh okay that that rock over there looks fun uh, I'm gonna go climb it <laughs> and then <laughs> just ask, like real life I, I say that every day that rock over there looks fun <laughs> I thought I was the only one welcome to the rock climbing podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then three hours later you're nowhere near that rock and you had the time of your life that tells you <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how an amazing game this is and then yeah we're gonna be talking about okay well you can get mario kart you can get a splatoon 2 and there's a lot of games that have a lot of multiplayer content but a lot of those games you know sometimes you might not be in the right mindset to be playing competitive the community might die down and most of the time is because there's a sequel to those games and you kind of move over to the next one with something like breath of the wild yeah there's going to be more zeldas and there might even be more open world zeldas but breath of the wild is going to be unique no matter what whatever you decide to do in the game if you prefer to stick with side quests for a while or with the main story or switch around every day or just try to do everything no matter which approach to take if you're having a lot of fun in in the game has so much content in it regardless if you stay with a main quest or not to me that's just value right there and like i said sometimes you you plan your session or what you're going to be doing and you end up somewhere completely different and you still had a lot of fun that that is 
that is a huge positive for me. And I, I think a testament to that, I hope I say this right, but shout out to Anemco. He pasted a screenshot. One of his friends on Switch has over 7,000 hours invested in that game. <laughs> and I mean, who knows? Maybe he left it on in the background, but assuming even half of that was active playing, that goes to show just that that game really generates infinite content uh, that, that's meaningful and engaging to the player. <laughs> That's 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 a crazy amount of time. I hope a lot of that was in sleep mode or something. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, you can make the game whatever you want, and you can kind of go see whatever you want. Every time I turn it on, I just kind of you know go wandering, and I, I will inevitably find something I've never seen before. And I get the feeling I would keep doing that for three hundred hours, you know. So mm-hmm. and and that's just kind of neat. Like they've hidden they've hidden stuff everywhere in the world, and sometimes the reward is just nothing like sometimes you just get a really cool view and it's just awesome you found this little spot and it's great or sometimes nintendo kind of outthought you and hey there's a korok there on top of this thing that you never thought anybody would ever think about getting to and you're like oh man (laughs) (laughs) it's it's great it's just a great game all right yeah i think i think that's probably gonna do it so unless you guys have anything else sergio you want to wrap it yeah and i should probably get the notes out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god man I, I... give me one second <laughs> uh, let's see Great. With, uh, with that it's time to jump out of here <laughs> I, I have the notes that's how sad this is <laughs> I just thought it was the same recording spliced in there every week oh no no oh. no we're we are pulling back the curtain today <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna sell your secrets on ebay <laughs> You make two dollars. Penny auction. (laughs) Two (laughs) dollars. Well, it is time to jump out of here. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us and with an awesome Nintendo gaming community, you can join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link if you would like to join. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram as Nintendo Jump, and we also have a Facebook group. Our episodes are on YouTube. Feel free to leave us a comment about anything we discussed today or any topics that you would like for us to talk about in an upcoming episode. Including music. We need music. Yes, keep it coming. We're going to be doing our music, our next music episode very soon. So stay tuned. You can also send us your feedback via social media or via email at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, the best way to do so would be through our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nintendojump. Another way to support would be by leaving a review for this show in your favorite podcast application. We would really appreciate it. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Daryl and our awesome guest Shai, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. I cracked. <laughs> Good night. Bye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>